When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 326. I'll be your host, Kyle Cord, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate! Welcome back, all you fatties. How we doing? I'm going to go ahead and exclude myself from that description, that category. I you didn't gain even, weight this weekend? I didn't even have seconds. Really? At dinner. I said I need about? to I said I need to be better this year. I can't be going back up for seconds, thirds, fourths. Hmm. So I cut back and I felt a little better about myself. What was the size of that one plate? I mean it was a it was a substantial plate, no doubt. No doubt. But I didn't go back up for seconds, because the way the way I see it is that that first plate's going to be substantial regardless. It's just a matter of whether or not you have the self discipline to go up or to not go up for seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths. See, here's my thing: when you go with one plate, you kind of get like half the stuff you want just in the portion that you want it. So your second plate isn't necessarily seconds. It's still considered firsts for the other items that you did not receive on the first plate. But that only counts if you don't get any repeat items. True. I think you're allowed at least one repeat. There's a, I'm sure there's a, did you go after the the leftovers at all? Yeah, we had leftovers the next day. Yeah. Ugh, I couldn't be more burnt out on Thanksgiving food. I had leftovers for, for the following two days. Yeah. Three I'm, days. I'm good on Thanksgiving food. You only Too ask for much. it once a year, and I'll say it again. It's overrated, and it's... Uh, it is. It's all in on Christmas season, so welcome Welcome to the light, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the light. Cue I've been here. Michael Bublé and I've been here Mariah for a while. Carey. <laughs> been here for a while. Uh, we are not even in December yet, and we are we are lacking 
mm-hmm. on uh, as baseball fans, we are lacking on things to get us excited about the 2023 season. But we're here anyway. Uh, I want to ask you before we get into the the list of things we got for today. Have in the time since the end of the season, or I guess I should say the time between now and when we did our free agent prediction episode, like mm-hmm. our destinations episode, have have you caught wind of any rumors or updates that have maybe shifted your thoughts on a particular player in terms of where you would like to see them? Like, have you caught, have you, have you heard like, Oh, well this player ha- has been rumored to end up at this spot and you go, actually, I like that player that at that spot more than where I had originally had them going. Or are you kind of still solid on, on your picks? Because we're hearing about these meetings that these guys are having yeah, with different teams. I know. Which, at this point, that's all these reporters have to report on is just yeah. these meetings and whether or not they go well based on what they hear. So Yeah. I feel like I'm probably the only non-Dodgers fan to say this, but like Verlander with the Dodgers, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Cause like isn't Walker Bueller's out next year, right? At least at least to start the year. Yeah. I don't think he's coming back A on good time. Good chunk, if not all, yeah. Kershaw's not really locked down. I don't know why, dude. I just like or Kershaw is locked down, isn't he? Did he sign the one year deal? I think we talked about this last week. Did he was that done? Did we confirm on Kershaw? I think it's done. I think I, it's done. I went to bed the day I heard that, assuming that that was it. I think it's in done. Stone. We'll just say it's done. I don't know. I just, I like the idea of like Freddie Freeman, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, and they're perfect little families just all hanging out together in LA. It just, it just fits, just makes sense. You know, just, just a bunch of vets chilling living it up plus i mean we talked about the whole like freddie freeman his wife being like super into fashion and that probably helped the la decision uh hello kate upton actress back in la kind of makes sense model actress all those things yeah there's there's no way she actually lives in houston right i don't know like I, I haven't just, seen her do anything in a while. That's true. That'd be the only reason I'd be like, okay, well maybe she doesn't. But I'm like, otherwise, yeah. Are we just are we just going long distance here? Because that just doesn't seem like somebody that would be living in Houston. Yeah, it's more Chelsea Freeman vibes to me living out fair. in L.A. It's fair, right? It just it kind of adds up. And I, like they they have the AAV, they're gonna cover that. He's not getting a long-term deal anyway, but he definitely doesn't want a one-year deal. Yeah, and to me, Verlander's... like a two-year deal with an option, maybe? Yeah. Verlander's the kind of guy, uh, to me, that already has the potential for hateability. Like, a lot of people just don't like him just because of mm-hmm. the team he's been associated with. His comments that resurfaced when this whole scandal went down about his thoughts on teams that cheat and how that mm-hmm. was just not a good look for him. 
Uh, so he has the potential for hateability. I'm not saying he's widely hated across baseball, but he has the potential for that. So to me, a move to LA wouldn't be as jarring right. for a guy like Verlander. If it was somebody else that just you'd have a hard time seeing people hate, go to LA, join that club, and just dominate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that's that's a little more shocking. But Verlander, I can digest that a little easier. Yeah, I think I think that's the one thing, and I think I think they're meeting today. Yeah, they're probably probably in the middle of the meeting right now. Um, so yeah, I knowing our luck, we'll probably sign after. We, yeah, after we we'll probably this. hang up hang up the call and yeah. Verlander to Dodgers on ten year deal. I, I like six hundred million dollars. Yeah, no, it's I I mean I think. I could see like a like a two year deal, third year team option. I bet it's like I bet it's like fifty to sixty. Yeah, safe bet. Fifty to sixty with probably like a five to ten million dollars. Well we've already buyout. talked about it. he's getting more than than what his option was for in Houston, which I believe was was it twenty five, twenty eight? That's the only reason he's opting now. Was it that high? It yeah, it was uh let me see. Good lord. I didn't know it was over twenty five. Uh hmm. you're probably looking at like two years sixty. Yeah, it looks like it was twenty five. That's fat. Yeah, twenty five million dollar player option for twenty twenty three. Um, so it's gonna have to be more than twenty five AAV because that's the only re- why else would you opt out, especially at coming well, off the the, the one year, right? You know, he's probably looking for a second year at least. True, but I'm sure if he really wanted it, he could get that in Houston when the time comes. But I think he's opting out just because know. he wants more of a. They may have gotten it with the with the original GM. May may have gotten that deal done, but that's possible. Yeah. Do they have a GM yet? Or are they just kinda I haven't heard anything about cruising through these few weeks of the offseason with no GM. I mean I'm I'm sure they're doing just fine. Yeah, it's probably like the president <laughs> of baseball ops kind of thing making decisions right now, but still. I don't know. How about you? I mean, did you hear anything else? Any other player that you feel like? No, I mean, maybe it's a little recency bias, but I saw that Verlander and the Dodgers were meeting today, and I was like, yeah. It, yeah. There wasn't much much, uh, much friction in that thought process. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I could see Actually, that. Actually, I, th- I think he'd look pretty good. I think he'd look good in that uniform. I mean, most people that do yeah. g- that do go there, that don't look terrible. Like Scherzer, yeah. as much as I hated to see it, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I I can see it. So I think I think so much is falling on the shortstops. Everybody's waiting on the shortstops. They, those guys have to go soon. Like it, those are not going to be the ones you see really late in the off season. I think there's going to be a couple that sign, and then it. And then it allows teams to figure out what they're going to do elsewhere. There's so many teams in on shortstops. You have to be in. So it's like, yes, we may be in on Verlander right now, but we got to wait to see how much we need to fork out for this shortstop that we're going to get to. 
And I don't know, I don't, I don't really know where the Dodgers stand on shortstops. I mean, obviously they're in need, but I don't know if they feel like they're okay internally. Yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing for a guy like DeGrom. Like any of those big name arms, if if you're in on these guys, you, I would think, I'm not a GM, but I would think you would want to be more if you have the need for a shortstop and maybe mm-hmm. a big arm. If mm-hmm. you're in on any pairing of those guys, I would think you'd be more in on a shortstop, which to me would be a more, especially with the classes, classes that we're dealing with right now, Mm-hmm. It's more of a surefire bet is right. to allot that big that big paycheck to a guy that you know you can count on. Verlander, mm-hmm. he we've already said it. He's coming off a of Cy Young, but you have the age to to take into account. DeGrom, we've already talked about the the potential for injury there, the the history there. To your point, I think you can be in on those guys. But I, I think you have your hand more on the pulse of what's going on with these shortstops. And I unless think once one of them goes, sure. Unless yeah. you're set. Like unless the Texas you are. Rangers. Sure. It's, that's why I, I predicted both of them going there. I don't think they're both going to go there. But I do think the Rangers get one. I think they get one of those two names. I don't even know if JV is interested in the, in the Texas Rangers. He may not be. But I think they get one because Corey Seager's set, right? Their middle infielder is good to go. So... You can't say that about a lot of teams. I mean, would you venture to say that a guy like Verlander at this stage in his career wants the ring, or do you think he wants... I mean, it, I'll say again, you opt out for the, I would argue, sole purpose of money. Mm-hmm. But do you think going to a team like the Rangers would be worth... Yeah, that's that's kind of where it's like, Kind of yeah. the drop-off there, because... Yeah, I th- uh, is is Degrom from Dallas? Is that why he had no, them DeGrom's, on the short list? We, I think we mentioned this. He's from, He's from uh, East Coast, Florida, right? I believe. Yeah. Well, it's weird to have them on on your list if you're like ready to go there. I think the other under, underrated thing is that, like, obviously, again, talking about Kate Upton, like the actress model thing, you know, of like where you want to be in a big city. I think the Garrett Cole connection in the in you know in New York could play a little bit of a factor as well. I think him and Verlander are pretty close. So that could be interesting. That could be interesting, but then see and it, the reason I'm fine with this is because that makes the Yankees almost certainly back out of a shortstop. It seems like Verlander and Judge would be the only two gets in the offseason. They would have to leave shortstop alone which i'm i'm down for we don't need a a big you know shortstop deal going out right now yeah the amount of people that flipped out over the ikf deal saying that like this was their guy for next year it's like that's not how that works no you're gonna bring him back because they did the same thing with um who was it was it glaber a while back what do you mean they brought they brought back an infielder, but he was gone before opening day, and I don't remember who it was. But it it happened recently with an infielder. Where they br- where they brought him back, and people were flipping out about that, saying not not another year this, and he was gone before opening day. So all that to say, the Yankees bringing back ICAP does not rule them out for they're not like throwing well, all I, their eggs into that basket. No, yeah, I don't think that's the case at all. 
I, I mean, they, they that was an ARB deal. It's still under team control. So you, there's, you've given up a draft pick if you let them walk, I believe. So there's no point in doing that. And, the, and I think there are some teams interested. So I think he's still a trade piece. But either way, financially, I mean, if you're going to fork out at least 30 a year to, to Verlander, 30 to 35 a year for Judge, they're not doing anything else. They're going to have to look within for, for their other holes, which I'm fine with. But, oh, love when deals come in right when we're recording. What do we got? We got Jose Abreu going to the Astros. Hey, love that. Well, I mean, we're talking former Astro Justin Verlander. Let's talk uh, Jose Abreu. Twenty. I completely forgot he won the MVP in 2020. Let's uh like, let's talk about that. that the old prediction list of that. Jose what Abreu. Was the deal? What was the deal? I don't know, but I was right on that, and I like being right. It feels good. Oh, finalizing deals. So I'm sure we won't get the. I'm sure, we'll get in a little bit. My my prediction was two years, twenty six. How do you feel about that fit? I mean, you're... Because that seemingly was the, really their only hole <clears throat> offensively. And I know, like, Guriel did well in the, in the postseason. Danny Vietti tweeted, Astros basically swapping their 38-year-old Cuban first baseman for a 36-year-old Cuban first baseman. <laughs> yeah. And Mancini was just the one year, right? Yeah. I'm not Mancini's, crazy. Yeah, Mancini, okay. yeah, that was just a, a rental. I mean, it is what it is. I mean... Would you not want Jose Abreu? Uh, like, if that's really your only need. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure the, the Padres are, are punching air a little bit because I know they were in on Abreu. So, like, it is it is what it is. That's a good, that's a good signing. A lot of teams were in on him. So, Astros just showing no signs of uh world series hangover here and just going out and I like how we were just talking about them not even having a GM. <laughs> yeah, so I, I say what you will about the Astros, but Clearly I mean, they're still making deals. They just keep rolling. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to stop in Houston. Um I mean, he's coming off a good year. He played yeah. 157 games at age 35, say what you will. That's impressive. Uh 40 doubles. I think the pop is down a little bit, but that'll jump up when he's when he's back in Minute Maid. Because 15 home runs over 75 RBIs. Um, yeah, hit 304, OPS of 824, OPS plus of 133. It's a good year. That's a good year. Bounce back year. I mean, he hit 40 points higher than he did in 40, 2021. 43 points higher. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's safe to the durability is there for sure, and it's safe to like say that, that uh, his year got overshadowed by the White Sox lackluster, yeah, performance, yeah, over the course of last year. 
I mean, he missed one game in 2019, played all in, all 60 in 2020, missed 10 games last year, five games this year. Solid for his age. I don't know how he is defensively, though. Yeah, I mean, I like the signing. There's nothing you can say negatively about this move. I mean, yeah. like I said, if that's if that's the only the only void you have to fill, I mean, what better way to do it than go out and get the guy that again yeah. multiple teams are in on? So, good move for the good move for the Astros. I like it. So far, um, I'm two for two on signings. Yeah, you're... Rizzo and Nebreu. Well, I mean, the Rizzo one. Couldn't we say that was more on the predictable side than, than not? Hey, a lot of people had him going elsewhere. A lot of people talked about him going to the Astros. Just saying. Jose Abreu in the 97th percentile of hard hit percentage last year. Yeah. See, I like that. that. And that tells me that I think there's something mechanically there. If the if the pop is down 15 home runs, but, you know, the hard hit percentage is still up there, I think there's something that they can find mechanically to get them a little, a little more lift. That ballpark is going to be a lot more friendly to hit in. Than the old Chicago. Uh, speaking of Chicago, Mike Clevenger, one-year deal with the White Sox. Joins a rotation of Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, and Michael Kopech. Did not have a great 2022. No. This we no. know. But like I like I was talking with some people in the in the DMs who were reaching out about it. It's one of those low risk high reward potential moves yeah like it's exactly as, what i was thinking as a four or five in that right. rotation right the, you don't really have much to lose there yeah yeah it's not like the angels are signing him and, and asking him to be a two in the rotation two or three spot you know what i mean he's gonna be a four or five guy buy low situation for someone that does have it he's got it in there somewhere but I don't think he was all all there last year. You know what I mean? Coming back from multiple injuries. I don't think he had it all back together. Give him a full off season, full spring training. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets back to some old ways. Yeah, he had a, a 4-3-3 last year, had a 4-9-7 FIP, uh, had career worst in strikeouts per nine at 7.2 and home runs per nine, 1.6. Uh, only saw... 114 at thirds innings over 23 appearances, 22 of which were starts. Uh, and just overall, I think velocity was down. It, mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I think give him, give him a full off season, give him time to prepare with a new club, mm-hmm. time to get acclimated, time to regain that health, the mechanics that he, he had prior to uh, yeah. this. He, he spiral fits into that. Bit. Well, he fits into that like that short arm new trend with pitchers, right? Giolito's there. 
same guy. It's almost a very, a very similar release point and everything, right? All that stuff's being taught now. And that's, that was, you could say, you know, kind of started in Cleveland, right? Cause we see police act with the same type motion, Bieber with the same type motion, uh, Trevor Bauer with the same type motion, right? So all those guys are kind of coming from a similar, similar thing. I like it. I like the move. Yeah. And I don't know if he was necessarily rushed back last year. I don't know what the issue with was with, with his output last year or what led to it. Uh, but if you've ever played any sport at any level, you know that when you're coming off an injury that a lot of times you're coming back with altered or slightly adjusted mechanics because your Mm -hmm. body is trying to compensate based on, Right. Uh, the injury or the training that you had to go through to rehab this or that. So it's, it's very well possible that maybe his mecha- I mean, I'm sure you could do a deep dive and, and do some side by side comparisons on that, but it's very possible that maybe he just wasn't himself coming off yeah. that injury off the rehab. So 100%. like we said, give him, give him time to, to regain what he give him time to, to study that film to get back to what he was prior to that. And yeah. we could be looking at a, a revamped Mike Clevenger. Yeah, and give and give pitching coaches an opportunity to to be okay introducing possible mechanic changes, right? And that's something that some coaches aren't going to do in the middle of the season. It's what the whole term midseason form, you know, is. It's it's kind of working out those kinks. He didn't get an opportunity to do that. So yeah, I think I th- I would I would like to see him get back to old form. Because I like Mike Clevenger. He's a he's a weirdo on the bump. A lot of movement, a lot of coming at you with a lot of footwork and stuff like that. But I'm like, cool, man. Let's let's get it going. Maybe new mechanics are in his future. Because I mean, we're talking two Tommy Johns at this point. Like maybe mm-hmm. it is time to to reinvent Adapt. the wheel here a little bit, if you will, and and maybe try to find something new that works better for for him and his yeah. health. But I I mean, yeah, I like what the White Sox are doing. I like that rotation. I like I like the way everything's looking. Um, I don't know if Lance Lynn is going to get back to what we saw a few years ago. I just feel like that's he's probably over on the wrong side of the hill, you know. But Dylan Cease, <laughs> some would argue, got robbed of a of a Cy Young this year. I believe that was uh, my Cy Young pick, but that's fine. yeah. Dude's a stud for so. Cease and Kopech. Yeah, look out. They they got to figure it out in Chicago. That has look, potential. I, I don't that I don't know potential. what happened. I don't know if it was I I stand by what I said. I don't think Larus them introducing Larusa into the mix was the issue because we saw them win a division in his first year and mm-hmm. people could say, "Well, anybody could win it win that division." But it's like, okay, well, clearly we saw that that wasn't the case this year for the White Sox. Yeah. And I don't know if there was something something deeper going on there or what, but like you gotta you gotta figure it out. You gotta if you're the front office, if you're the fan base, maybe just forget this whole Larusa era even happened and just Yeah. Remember it how you will and move forward. But I like that. You gotta figure it out. Because that that clearly wasn't wasn't the fix. Yeah. As far as not getting Jose Abreu back, I think I think you know both Vaughn and Sheets are first baseman primarily, right? 
I don't think they're outfielders for their primary position. Yeah. So either one of those guys can slide into first, and they're fine. I think it's going to be Vaughn. I think Vaughn slides into first and split that time with DH. Yeah, they'll be fine. I could see them going in on on an outfielder. Conforto, Mitch Haniger, somebody as a corner outfielder maybe. Maybe even Nimmo for center. Stuff like yeah, that. I've seen Get Conforto's, Luis Robert on the on the corner. Keep him yeah, healthy. I've seen Conforto's name bounce around in Chicago a little bit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of outfielding, Hunter Renfro traded the Angels. Angels finally offloading, uh, or I shouldn't say offloading, or yes, offloading some of those those pitchers that they've they've stockpiled over the last however long. Sending uh, Jansen Junk, Elvis Paguero, and minor leaguer Adam Seminaris. Angel sending sending those arm to the Brewers. Uh good pickup. Great pickup for the Angels. A lot of pop there. Mm-hmm. A lot of pop. Yeah. Big league hitter. And uh Mike Trout's look like. So Yeah. Twins. This makes sense. Have we yeah. ever had twins on the same team? <laughs> um I I uh I have to assume on the other side that I I think the Brewers are potentially going to move some names. I could see Woodruff going somewhere. I could potentially see, I don't know about Burns, but I could see some movement with their rotation. So stocking up on pitching. What else is new? Brewers trade for a hitter and then suddenly lose interest in having hitters again. Because I've heard rumors about Colton Wong going somewhere, too. I don't get it. I don't understand Milwaukee. They don't make sense to me. What was the last I heard on Colton Wong? Didn't we talk about this? Talk about what? I thought we had already talked about Colton Wong, but it does look like he's he's next in line. Yeah, a lot of rumors to be around shipped him. Out. I just I don't understand what they're doing. I don't. Yeah, I mean, twenty nine home runs, eight oh seven OPS. He led the league, or he led. Uh, he's a gold glover too and like a true gold glover i know when we say gold glovers now it's kind of lost its, it's he, touch uh, but he led major league right fielders with 11 assists and ranked 10th in the national league with a 492 slugging percentage so definitely definitely has value like if you're the angels mm-hmm. you should be you should be thrilled with this acquisition but again the brewers like i don't I, I don't guess know. They're just offloading at this point. They're they're not. It's like they it's like sense. they reset. It's like they they do a couple moves. You think that they're on the the brink of breaking through, and then and then they like reset in the off season. And don't be surprised if they hang on to some of those rotation guys, and they start the season they get hot, and they're in the hunt, and then they do mid season trades to try and add in bats. I feel like it's a brutal cycle. Yeah, it's a very because in season trades are more expensive 
I think everyone knows that. Those are more expensive than off-season moves. Sure. So it's just, it's odd. It's odd. I, I, I don't know. But I, I could see those rotation guys. It could, I, th- I feel like they just go either way, right? They're like, hey, we're the Milwaukee Brewers. We're not going either way on the side of the spectrum. We'll just sit in the middle. Let the season start out. If they start out hot, they go get bats. If not, they sell on some of those arms. I just, I don't feel like they, they ever go out and get the guy. I know. It's very much a, it's very much a, and to their credit, they do it better than a lot of these teams that try to piece teams together, piece budget teams together in the hopes that they'll maybe squeak in. They do it a little bit better. I don't know whether it's, whether it's chemistry or organizational philosophy or just the talent is slightly better, but I just feel like year after year for the Brewers, it's. Let's piece together something that we think will work that's well under budget that doesn't require us to spend very much. We'll see if we can squeak in, and mm-hmm. we'll let the chips fall as they may. It's never like a, all right, let's just take over. Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 clear that organizationally we can get to the postseason. That's not the problem. I mean, mine obviously this with this last year being the exception, but like. They have the capability, and they've shown over the last decade that they can get to the postseason no problem. But it's like, is that in Milwaukee? Is that as good as it gets for the Brewers? Is just getting in like I've I've never and we've talked about this when it comes time for October, we see the Brewers' name on the bracket, and we go, they they just don't they just don't do right. enough for me. They they never I never feel like their roster is deep enough to make a strong run. I don't know. I'd be frustrated if I was a Brewers fan, though, because it's the same thing over and over again. And I, I do have to think that 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 Christian Yelich deal is really just weighing them down at this point. Because I mean that he's getting paid like a forty homer guy, and I don't even think he's half that right now. And that hurts. Yeah, that like hurts. When, when you don't have guys on the offensive front producing or executing, you see how much the team skids and slides Mm -hmm. when their pitching struggles because if you don't have that which the brewers have been known for as of late if you don't have that in any given stretch during the season you're gonna slide so i don't know i I, i'll be curious to see what the next kind of phase or chapter looks like for the brewers is this gonna is it just gonna be well let's go get a an above average or like a mid-grade bat that will pretend is the guy or or our guy to fill the yeah. hole, but it's just another, it's just a rinse and repeat kind of thing. I, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Like I said, though, big move for the Angels. Still Smart frauds. Move. Still frauds, but. What's the, so Taylor Ward over and left? Renfro and right. And there's Ward playing first base most of the time now. That would make sense to me. Warden left. Yeah. Jared Walsh at first. Sure.
Gio at third, Fletcher at second. And then just keep Adele as a depth piece in the outfield. Dude, Adele seems like a flop to me. Uh, I've never seen anything that I'm not like disagreeing, but a big league caliber guy on paper. You need, you need a depth piece. So I'm, I would imagine yeah. he just fills that spot. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, this move is not going to necessarily get you over the hump by any stretch if you're the angels, but a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You got to do more than this though. Yeah, they know keep that. Going. They we keep know going. that. At least two more arms. At least. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Santana. One-year deal with the Pirates. Adding a little bit of age into that clubhouse because I believe I saw the oldest guy in the clubhouse prior to this deal, which was for 6.7 mil was G man Troy, who they also recently just added. And he's uh, 31. So you're bringing in a 36 year old with some pop. He can swing it. I know, I know age is, is taboo in baseball. But you do need some of that to an extent. Like you don't need to yeah. fill your entire clubhouse with like fifty year olds, but you need a little bit of guidance because I'm of the belief that veteran presence and leadership is vastly underrated. Yeah. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. That probably ends the the Michael Chavis experiment at first base for him. Who had an okay year. An okay year. Definitely subpar offensively. I like it though. I like G Man there. Get some get some get a lot of ABs for G Man. Yeah, uh Chavis can Chaves can bounce around though. Like he's yeah. he's yeah, a, he'll be a little utility situation for him. Yeah. He's versatile enough. They got some good stuff going in in Pittsburgh. I don't yeah. mind it. Still a few years out, but I don't mind it. Uh yeah, a few years and some bigger moves, moves than yeah. eighty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna need a little more but than those, that. But those are those situations. I say this every offseason. Those are those situations where you get these teams that are most likely not going to be in the hunt, that they go get a veteran that they can flip midseason. Those are two lottery tickets. That's what G Man Choi and Carlos Santana are. Lottery tickets where if a team in the hunt looking for some lefty pop, those are your guys. And the pirates will say, here. We got these to offer. I mean, I guess, but like, what's what is the realistic return going to be for for either of those guys? Like it better again, than nothing. Again, yeah, but I mean? again, is this just going to be like another rinse and repeat thing? Like Pittsburgh has to come up with a different approach, a different philosophy, because it can't just be like, well, let's acquire these mid tier guys that could potentially go off in October for a team that is in desperate need of. Uh, an arm or uh, an outfielder or whatever it may be, or in this case, a first baseman, like at a certain point you're going to have to, and and I don't know 
all too well, like what their development's like. They just seem to be the farm system for Major League Baseball. So they just something has to change. And we talk about this all the time. Pittsburgh needs better. Mm -hmm. Like the Pirates need better. Because what they're getting, what their fans are getting isn't enough. Yeah, but like but all they've had is time. That's all they've had is time because they're not willing to spend. So it's like, okay, well, if if the approach isn't going to change and you're yeah. sitting on this money that you don't want to spend, then you've got all the time in the world. So I don't, it's, I just, I, it's just one of those organizations that they're each year you're going to see more guys get chances and they either pan out or they don't. And right now, I mean, between Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, Brian Hayes, they got guys that are going to somewhat be cornerstones for that organization. I think. I don't think those guys. I. I. It seems like if they didn't sell on Brian Reynolds last year during the season, it seems like they've made their decision on, on putting the price astronomically high. But I think an extension is going to have to come for for that guy soon. So. You start to build a little bit and put some things together. I think they're going to be okay. They're going to get. They're still going to have a lot of chances. Young guys are going to have a lot of opportunities there. Yeah, I mean, for the Brian Reynolds thing, an extension is necessary. Otherwise, to me, the only the only way I can view that is you just sitting on on your on your jewel, waiting for the right price tag to come along, waiting for the right return to come along. Because until you commit to these guys, I'm not, I'm not going to believe that your approach is anything but that. Right. And they can sit there and pretend like, oh, we're we we put them out there, but we're going to keep them here. I that means nothing to me until you can put pen to paper. Because otherwise, like I said, you're just waiting for for the right team, the right package to come come back your way. Which yeah, well, I mean, he's 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 controlled until 2026. And he did just get the, I don't have a date on this, but the two-year $13 million extension. So that's going to cover ages 29 and 30. I feel bad for Brian Reynolds. Because now you got to ball out to get a bigger extension or to still show value on other teams when you are ready to hit the market which is age 31 in 2026. So I I think I the I got to imagine the Pirates have some some prospects coming up. I mean, we've seen guys come out of there. It's just their their ability to recognize the value in some of those arms that they've had and recognize some of the value. It's it's uh, yeah, they need to be better about that, but it's been there. They have it in the organization. So you hold on to it. Let it play out a little bit. And build. What's that? Uh, what's his name? You picked him up in uh, in fantasy last year. Little, little blondie dude with a lot of lettuce. Oh, uh, oh, with an S. Yeah. Uh, Jack. Uh, Swinsky, Swinsky or something? Yeah. 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 Right field, I think, typically. Right field, left field. I think a corner, yeah. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got some guys that you give them a full year and just let them play. And O'Neill Cruz is only going to get better, by the way. Only. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know if you saw that little that little did. poke that he hit in the, oh, yeah. in the is that the Venezuelan or DR league? What was I that? Sh- I sure did. Yeah, I saw that. It was just an out in front eh. flick, just a bullet to right center. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be okay, but they need to make sure they hold on to these guys and, and bring in you're right. I mean, G Man Choi and Carlos Santana are not the the answer. Not at the moment. Bring in those guys, though. Give me those second chance guys, those second chance veterans. Go get Luke Voigt. Bring in another third baseman or first baseman. See what happens. Just have five first basemen on the roster. See what works. I, I don't know. I've, I've said what I need to say on the Pirates. I just wish they would do so. I wish the Pirates at this stage in the off season would get me excited the same way the Orioles can get me sure. excited this at this point in the off season and just the overall timeline of where they're at, but where the pirates are at right now does not get me excited whatsoever right. until something changes drastically with their philosophy. It's just going to be the same thing. Like if, I feel you. I'm never, I'm never a fan of just going out and spending Boku bucks on a guy just to have a a mega millionaire on your team and everything else is crap around him. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're the pirates, is that, is that just going to be the bandaid that you have to rip off to just at least get the ball rolling to just commit to a guy and build around because you don't like nothing against O'Neill Cruz or Cabrian Hayes, but like you need something a little more established to commit that money to. I mean, I feel you. I'm with you. I mean, I have I have family up there just outside of Pittsburgh, and they tell me all the time. They're just like, we have nothing to get excited about. We have nobody really to get excited about. Yes, we saw both of those guys that I just mentioned, but we're talking about guys that need to put butts in seats. What if they bring back McCutcheon? Just get a little fired up. Just get a little juice. Just a little excitement going a little bit. I feel like that would be very just short-lived. Get a veteran that just can can end his years gracefully in a place where it all started. And then we have some young guys to mentor. But we're not talking about a team. They're not competitive. They're not going to be competitive anytime right. soon. But, and that's the entire, that's the entire point uh, that I'm trying to make here is – Unless something changes, it's just gonna continue. It's gonna be this rinse and repeat. It's gonna be well. We'll bring in these second second try veterans. We'll bring in these feel good stories. We'll bring in Joe Blow off the street to see if maybe he can get a little get spark it. going. That's what you got to do to manage. That's what you got to do until you have the guys that you project are gonna be your guys until they're ready. They're not ready. Obviously, they don't have enough guys ready. And so that- in the meantime, just. Go with something that starts to build a culture. Teach your core how to be young superstars. But that is my point. You say in the meantime, there is no meantime with the Pirates because it's it's the same thing. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. We've seen these big arms. We've seen guys like Garrett Cole, Tyler Glassnow, who they have them, yeah. but they don't sit on them. They ship them out because they're the farm system of Major League Baseball. So I mean, I look, I understand. I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing. All I'm saying is that 
it seems like these all these teams are going to go through this cycle. They're going to have this seven to ten year stretch where this is, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. It's the way it goes. You it's know, be a, a lot longer for them. I would imagine. I mean, look, yeah, because yeah, it's 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 the way it goes. Like that, you're not going to see teams like this, organizations like this, be a perennial problem. You know what I mean? The Royals got their World Series. And then they basically just shipped it in, right? Like they got their ring and then they fizzled. That's the way these teams are going to operate. I think the Steelers are, you know, Steelers, the, the Pirates are going to go and they're going to get their one ring at some point in the next 10 to 15 years. And then they restart the process. That's the way it goes. It's frustrating. It's not fun. It's not fun to watch, but it is how they operate. You know, Marlins, same, same type of deal where they, you know, you just, you look at these teams that shouldn't be, that they're not going to be a perennial problem. As, as long as they have some self-awareness, they understand who they are. You got to act like you are the, the Royals, the Marlins, the Nationals, right? Teams that are just, they're not going to be long-term problems. They're not going to have a dynasty set up. It's just not how it's going to be. I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything that's going on in Pittsburgh. I, I feel for those people. For those I'm fans. with you. Just, just we, look, miserable. we've talked about how sick Pittsburgh is. Like, it's just, it's all built in. It's ready to go. It is a, it is a sick stadium. In it a, is a sick sweet in a, fan base. Sick in a good way, but those fans in the in the negative way are sick for yeah. continuing to show up for that product because yep ah oh, i hate it i i don't want to talk about pittsburgh anymore i do want to talk about friends over big league chew big league chew i'll get you started founded by former left-handed pitcher rob nelson Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Maverick bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouch is packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubble gum. Grab, grab some gum, head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram. Show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of... You can also purchase something... Find a list of retailers or purchase. Yeah, any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Nice assist there. Appreciate that. For once a week, it wasn't bad. Um, so little update uh, with BLC, first of all, before we even get to that. Um, I Did I mention that I, when I was setting up my baseball Christmas tree, I found like a, a Big League Chew ornament that my no. mom had gotten me? Like years yeah, ago? Just, uh, within the last few years, it was just like a pla- it was like a, a plastic baseball and it had like the logo on there and then you open it up and there was gum in it and had like that's cool. stickers and all this other crap. But I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. I yeah. received this before we even knew yeah. the BLC partnership was a thing. Um, so that's up on the tree. Uh, update regarding BLC. Um, we're with them through the end of the year. As it stands right now, we're working right. on trying to to keep them on board. We're trying to work out something with them, uh, but they're working on some 
some details for 2023, not just with us, but with all the people they're they're dealing with. Because, like you mentioned, NIL, a lot of, yeah, a lot of those deals, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air uh, right now. But just in case for some reason you see any changes in the new year, just know that we're aware of them. We're we're working on getting some things ready for 2023, but time will tell what happens. So just want to give you guys a little update for that. Um, really just a couple other things here before we get into our draft. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Bryce Harper received TJ on Wednesday. Uh, the feel the team said he's expected to return as a hitter by the all-star break and could return to the field by the end of the, towards the end of the regular season. So yet again, another instance with the designated hitter in the national league served as savior for the, for a particular team facts, specifically the um, Phillies. This is, this will be year yeah. two now. Yeah. It'll be two for two on that, on that, yeah. uh, on that matter. Yeah. My apologies on the throat sound, by the way. Um, I, I got to imagine that this, World Series run but fall short might have been the worst case scenario for Bryce Harper in the Phillies. They win it. He gets surgery. You're okay. They make this late run into the postseason. And if you were to ask Phillies fans, hey, We'll give you the postseason. You're going to make a run. You're going to get into the World Series. And you're not going to win it. And you're going to have Harper with the, with the TJ. Or, hey, you're not going to make the postseason. Bryce can get TJ the end of September. Give him a month head start. I think I would go that way. You know what I mean? Like, I would want, I want to get Bryce's back as soon as possible. Heck, a month or two head start. Like, yeah, I mean that would have, that would have been a huge. If they were not even in the running, I think he probably would have gotten that surgery a while ago. So, as great as the World Series run was, it uh, that sucks. Castiano is probably going to play right field every day. I could see them still going to get. Another outfielder. But I do think they're going to get a shortstop to soften the blow. They are absolutely going to get a shortstop. Because who's going to make that deal? The man they just brought back and extended. Who loves to spend money. Old Davey D. Old Davey D. Uh, he's going in and it's going to soften the blow a little bit. And then Harper's going to come back and it's almost going to be like a, like a mid season trade. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it obviously sucks. I mean, you're missing out on your MVP for yet another half of the season, mm-hmm. probably longer than that. Cause all-star game is, is into the second half of the season as we know. 
But again, it's worth noting the significance of the expanded playoffs. That at least, I mean, it it helped them this year mm-hmm. at a very literal level. Mm-hmm. Next year, it could at least. I, for me, I think it'll it'll reverse the role a little bit for the Phillies. They needed the expanded postseason to get in to October this year. Next year, I think the expanded postseason helps them tread water until yeah, it comes time to, to Bryce to return and and or the trade deadline, so that they can then readjust or recalibrate based on the knowledge that we know now regarding the expanded postseason. Yeah. And then they can they can go on from there. So going into the season, knowing that you're going to have that like available and as an option, I think it helps with the decision decisions that you make uh, come mid to late summer. Yeah. And I mean, you just got to be patient. If you're a Phillies fan, you got to be patient. You know that, I mean, it's, I think it's now established that Bryce is in his prime, right? He's not a pitcher. This isn't going to really alter too many things for him. He's going to come back just fine. TJ for a position player does not mean the same thing as it does for a pitcher. He's going to be fine. But I think it's also showing that if they extend Davey D, they're, they're not willing to just accept matters as is over this stretch of prime years for Bryce. They got to go push it, you know, chips all into the table. So that's why they're going to bring in a shortstop to kind of soften the blow, make up for that offensive hole. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, they're going to tread water. And then when Bryce gets back, they're going to evaluate and see where they're at. They need to go add more. They'll go add more. They're going to do what they need to do, but I think the Phillies remain in the conversation moving forward long-term. Four or five years, I would say, that the Phillies are going to be in the postseason over and over again, pushing the right buttons. And now they have guys with postseason experience, right? Now they have that hunger. We fell short. Now it's like, oh, that's what I'm putting the work in for? We were this close? Now I know. Now I know. Yeah, and they got that. They got that. I'll say monkey off their back. What I mean, yeah, we had the the postseason drought, but just I, I'm thinking more recent. I'm thinking more, uh, the year prior to last, mm-hmm. or this this most recent season, the year prior to this most recent season, where again, and I've brought it up before. They only had they they only had to beat. I think it was like the Marlins. Mm-hmm. In the final series of the of of that season, to get in, and they fell short. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that short lived monkey, they're able to. They didn't have to. They didn't have to ride that out very long. It wasn't right. like okay, well, we were this close, and then it was just followed by years of of misery. No, literally the next year they're in the World Series. Yeah, progress each year. Progress each year has definitely got to be the goal. So now that they've gotten that out of the way, they've they've basically enabled fans to forget about that. Yeah. I think it changes the way they they approach this season. I think it changes the culture a little bit because they're going, okay, we're not this team that just barely misses the cut. Right. We're now a team that can compete in this division, which is a great division, 
And that I think that does wonders for them during the time that Bryce is out and only improves when he returns. Speaking of a fit for Colton Wong, Gene Skirt is a free agent. So they already took an advance in the defensive metrics. They definitely jumped. Probably more so than any other team. Little lefty pop in there. Some gold glove defense. Match him up with uh, a shiny new toy at shortstop. So what's that mean for, for our good friend Bryson? I don't know. Trade piece, I would say. It's just, I, I, I don't know what Bryson's like. It, it's hard to tell. I can't tell if he's if he's a utility infielder. I don't know if he's an everyday guy. Um, they did uh, kind of flip-flop him in... Um, oh, now I'm spacing on his name. Who's the other infielder? Played shortstop. I think it oh, yeah, yeah. ended they, with him at they, short, didn't They it? platooned, yeah. They, yeah. I can't remember his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. They, they platooned him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably something that they're going to see, right? That that goes to the treading water thing. Let's tread water to see how it goes. If Bryson Stott isn't holding it down, who knows? But who knows what a Bryson Stott could do or what what a what you the know, ceiling looks big like. time shortstop could do for a Bryson Stott. You know, yeah. just every day here, you're at second base every day. This is your spot. Enjoy. I wonder what that would do for Bryson. Do we think of Bryson Stott as an Austin Riley to where you've got your, you've got the team saying, you know, like we like you, we want to keep you around, we want to get you plugged in as much as we can, but like we mm-hmm. can't guarantee you a starting position every single game of the year. Yeah. And then it gets to the point opening day 2022 or what was it 2021 2022 whichever whichever year we were talking about this they said this is your this is your time to run with it like mm-hmm. this is this is yours you don't have to worry about it peeking over your shoulder this is yours it seemed like they did that with Bohm. yeah I, I mean and based on how he responded after that yeah brutal start yeah, I mean, I so I think they're they're okay with him there, but I'm saying just in terms of the confidence that you can instill in somebody, just turning yeah. over the reins to a position that, and I think I think if they can add more into that lineup, it allows guys to kind of find their identity. You know, Bryson Stott did have some occasional pop, but that's not his role. He cannot even act like that's his role. It can come and go, but that can't be his. You know, he can't be a 150 strikeout kind of guy. I don't know what he did this year. I'll have to look it up. But he gives me Corey Seager vibes minus the minus the pop. The the consistent pop. The consistent pop of, of Corey Seager is is there for sure. Yeah, I mean he hit two thirty four, ten home runs, only eighty nine strikeouts in hundred and twenty seven games, so it's not terrible. I want to see. I'll say this. I want to see a full year Bryson stop somewhere. Yeah. I just. I, I, I want to see it. 
I think they're gonna yeah I, I I think again like we said I think they're just gonna tread water see how the season goes but they Dave Dombrowski when he's when he smells it he's gonna he's gonna make moves to to try and make it happen I like it. Uh, any real? I mean, nothing's really developed here. But any thoughts on the Aaron Judge and Giants meeting? Kind of goofy bringing Steph Curry along for that meeting, huh? What did you think of that? Did they bring him into the meeting? I saw they put yeah. him in touch. I don't know. I didn't. I don't see know if they, they. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I think they're just trying to have him help with the recruiting process a little bit. I don't know if they had him in yeah. on the meeting, but. I mean, do you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta pull all the stops if you're yeah. trying to get a the biggest free agent in a given off season. Like you just, it's what you gotta do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've said this since day one. It's either the Yankees or the Giants. I just I. It's such polar opposite. I think of what you're going to be able to do offensively. You can arguably potentially cut his power numbers in half from what he did last year if he goes over to San Francisco next year and moving forward. You know? So it's like, yeah, the Giants are going to go in on so much money. They're willing to, yeah. to match whatever is going to, you know, what the Yankees are offering. But, you know, at what point do you become the villain for signing this major deal because you're not able to put up the same power numbers that you were? Elsewhere, prior. It's a great point. I wouldn't want to be the problem. I wouldn't want to be the reason. No, no. That I, that we're getting blamed. You know what I mean? Like if you're a guy like Aaron Judge, you don't want to be the problem. You want to be the savior. And you can, yeah. And it's just like, like I, the Giants just don't seem like they're they're there. Like they're not. I don't think they're quite ready to be that. And it'd be I mean, different if Judge was 26, 25. He's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's he's been around long enough to to take these things into account. I'm what I'm most curious about in this whole process, and I've I've mentioned this before, but it but just what he's prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Because we saw the video, the the rather staged video of him pulling up to to the bay. Mm-hmm. Just being like, yeah, visiting some friends and family, wink wink. <laughs> Very staged video. But it's just like, does he really value the coming home aspect more than production numbers taking a massive hit? Or does does he value coming home and his production uh, taking a massive hit versus just staying put and continuing to be the guy? That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like it's all there waiting for him in New York. It's all there. And like, yes, I I think that you could pick out the 5% of fans that booed him in the last game, and you can change that to be the narrative for every Yankees fan, which is BS. It's not. Majority of Yankees fans are against any fan that booed him. Everything's built in. Everything is built in. You have your own section at the stadium that you've had for years. You've had this captain, uh, you know, accolade being dangled in front of you which i think will finally happen um i i he's got le- he's got yankee legend kind of just established already 
you have to reestablish yourself in a different organization at 31, it's going to be tough. Where that said organization has shown that they're not about winning every year, the same way other organizations are. I, I mean, don't I don't want, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I mean, what and we've we've talked about this. You you said it yourself. You're even you're just out on the Yankees right now until they I wouldn't can blame him for leaving. I really wouldn't. I because wouldn't I, blame him because for I leaving. keep hearing this whole like winning culture versus non-winning culture out in out in San Francisco versus New York. I'm just like, yeah, I think we can all agree that the Giants are what they are. But let's not let's not fool ourselves into thinking that the Yankees right now are the Houston Astros because they're not. No, I understand. But you're, and they got you're, a ways getting to go a chance. They get that. They're every year they're gonna have a chance, right? And that's kind of all you ask for as 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 a player, right? That's that's all you're gonna say. Just give me an opportunity to get there. No, no, and I, I think agree. if you look at the two teams, the Yankees are gonna give more opportunities than the Giants. No, and I, I absolutely agree with you, and I hear what you're saying, but I'm I'm just saying I don't think we as baseball fans or people that are invested into this particular free agent scenario can be tricking ourselves or fooling ourselves into thinking that this whole winning culture is just one big thing for the Mm -hmm. Yankees right now, as it stands are the team that yes, compared to the giants are going to be able to offer him more opportunities, but to say that they're, that this is where he's going to get more rings. That's a completely different conversation because they, they haven't shown you anything to make you feel that that's even a possibility right now. Understood. But it is, I mean, he has been there for these teams that have had a chance. I think it seems like it's incompleted. He's still got work to do. If he leaves, Yankees fans are going to say, thank you. We appreciate what you brought to us. But you're not going to go down as a Yankee legend. You didn't get us over that hump. Yeah. You, you left things un, you know, incomplete. Incompleted. Yeah. I think the Rizzo signing coming back is probably a good sign. The fact that they're boys, the fact that Boone and Cashman are back. It seems like the Yankees don't want to rock the boat too much. I think they want to come back to Judge and say, hey, here's our offer. We want you to be a part of decision-making moving forward. Let us know what you're thinking. Be a part of this process of who we're going to move and why. Have some say in it. You're a captain now. It's all right there for him. I don't know. I wouldn't want to go to a bigger ballpark knowing that I'm going to decline this nine or ten year, eight or nine, ten year deal that he gets. He's he's only going to be good for probably another four, and then it's going to start to be an older slugger Albert Pujols situation. I think could come down to that. I think that's very realistic. We see it all the time. Every superstar, it's just normal, natural. So where do you want to where do you want to age? You know. In a ballpark that could still give you the opportunity. Or a massive ballpark. Speaking of massive. <laughs> Update. Jose Braves <laughs> deal worth 60 mil. What an overpay. What expected to be for three years. Yeah, that's that is quite the overpay. Oh man. 
But honestly, if you're the Astros, you're playing with house money at this point. You're like, we got our ring. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Why not? Why not? If we don't have to pay for a GM, well, let's just put that money towards the player. Yeah. Let's just roll with the staff we have. Like, why not? Superstar shortstop for a while that we don't have to pay. That's true. Um, all right. Well, that's about all I got for the free agency uh discussion and the 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 uh personnel aspect of it. Um I'm sure we'll have some some more updates as the days or as the the week goes on here and hopefully by next episode we'll have some some more abreu like deals to to discuss and and break down but is now time it is time for the part you've all been waiting for the draft this week we are drafting ballpark foods And let me just preface this by saying, um, before we even hopped on to record this, Nate was saying that he didn't think that this was going to be really controversial at all. To which I responded by saying, almost any time we bring up food, we go into some sort of one or two-sided rant. Because you're always coming after me about my my culinary preferences. I'm drafting for quality. Again. I'm getting the best player available. That's my mentality. Okay. And let me just remind you by saying, you said that last week. I know. I think you won. I think you won oh, last week. I I won. It was a landslide. It was, uh, where is it? Looking for it here. I took a screenshot because I knew you wouldn't believe me. Oh, yeah. Here we go. 71 to 29%. It wasn't even close. Yeah, it's tough. So I, I was in the comments apologizing, or I, I, I wasn't apologizing. I was blaming the coin flip, and it turns out that it was just a landslide. So I think if you go with your heart and go with what you like and what you're about and what you can back up and defend, you might be in a better spot. There's only so much deviation you can do with this. That's There's fair. really not much you can deviate. There, like there, You know that there's probably eight to ten solid foods to pick from because these aren't like gen these these are the generic ones that you see at every ballpark these aren't the specific helton burger and cores situations sure sure but rather than try to be a people pleaser i feel like it might benefit you to just go with what you're about and you can make a stronger case for i'll be a okay all right. All, All right. right. How are we asking Sear for the coin flip here? No, you won. You keep it. That's what we decided. Winner of previous draft gets the first pick. Did we say that? Because we did a coin flip yeah. for both. Well, we didn't poll the first one. That's why. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. all based on the poll. This one was polled. So you got this. All, all right. You. No pressure. All right. Some pressure. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some heat from some people right out of the gate here. Number one, I'm going chicken tenders. I knew it. I knew it. The supreme, the elite ballpark food, without question. Like number one overall pick. It's chicken tenders, fifty feet of crap, and then the rest of the list. 
Yeah, number one pick, I'm going chicken tenders. What do you got? Number one overall pick because I'm I'm smart. Hot dogs. Predictable. Too predictable. That's fine. But you gotta go get that. You gotta have that. I absolutely agree. It was it was number two on there. my list. If so. I, yeah, if I don't go there, you go there. And you have chicken tenders and hot dogs back to back, I'm done. <laughs> that that's also I'm, fair. I'm that's done. Um. All right. Number number one's in the books. Number two for me. Uh, this is one I stand behind, but Don't I also it. I also think this is a people pleaser. So I'm I'm Don't sitting pretty it. here with this pick. Number two, I'm going pretzel. Ah, uh, a hot pretzel. Throw any condiments on it you want. Number two, pretzel. I was going to go there, actually. I was going to go I there. I know you were. Yeah. The variety. You just you hit it with the spicy mustard. You hit it with the hot nacho cheese. Options are limitless. Yeah, give me that fake nacho cheese. I'm, I'm here for it, and I'm well, about it. Speaking of cheese, number two pick, nachos. Hey! Yeah. That's a, that's a good pick. That's yeah, a, that is it's a, a, it's a stable. It's a sot like, you know, I'm not losing anybody on that pick. No. And if you're losing people with that pick, you're losing the right kind of people because mm-hmm. we don't need that kind of negativity in our lives. Nachos. Yeah. Excellent pick. Appreciate it. Excellent. I pick. appreciate that because I mean, you're looking at all different types of varieties. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's like the staple. You can you can get all I mean. Before yeah. people judge that pick, think about it. You and really with a lot of these foods, you can experiment. But mm-hmm. the nachos—that's a staple because you're talking like we had out in in cores when we were out there. The shredded chicken monster some, nachos they got cores. Barbecue on there. Throw some like whatever. The man. bar. The I think it was like the pulled pork barbecue nachos at at uh, in San Diego. That's yeah, what I'm dude. saying. You can do man. a lot with nachos. That's a um I feel good about it. Feel Very good. versatile pick. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh all right. This is where I might lose some people, but again, this is where I might I might just seal the deal here. Actually, no. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. Be- yeah. All right. I I feel confident I, I'm gonna be able to get that. Uh I'm gonna go number three. I was gonna go general here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get specific with it because I, oh I, I stand behind it. I'm gonna it's not, go it's not off to a good start. I'm gonna go cheese fries. I don't even know if I've actually ever gotten cheese fries at a ballpark before. I can't I mean you I just got get the garlic fries? fries. I got garlic fries at the Yankee garlic Stadium fries with, are a, trash. with a cup of cheese. Is that what you're meaning? No. I'm talking like cheese I'm has to be on top. Fries, and we just talked about it. You take that nacho cheese, that fake cheese, and just drizzle it all over. I don't like the way you keep saying fake. It's not I, cheese. I, think, I, I, I just I need you to stop attacking it the way you are. I'm not attacking it. I'm calling it what it is. It's nacho fake, cheese, but it's delicious. Yeah, nacho cheese. I think it just deserves a little bit of of some. Some decency here. I think fake is very harsh. It is what it is. It's delicious. If it could talk, it would say that it's the fakest thing out there, but it would say, you're still going to want me 
And I'd say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Little tangent here. I, it's I, fantastic. I, do think, I think nacho cheese is better than cheese whiz. That's talking about a, fake. That's not a hot take. That's just a, a fact. That's just fact. Yeah. That's backed by science. Cheese whiz is. I don't know. I feel like it has to be outlawed in a lot of countries. I we're mean, just, we're letting it skate through. All right. Little honesty moment here. I'd still eat cheese whiz. So like, I, I like I'll, I'll have it on crackers. But like, if we're talking in comparison, nacho yeah. cheese. Without a doubt. All right, what do so you, you got? got? You got fries for your third pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was allowed. I didn't. I didn't want to ask you about it because I don't know what kind of gates open here. Am I hold allowed on, hold to on. say? Hold on. No beverages. So I can't say beer. No, we're going ballpark foods. All right. That would. That I think that would have won me quite a few picks. Um, because you went your route. I'm going to steal your pick that you skipped over that you thought you were going to get later. If you would have let me have beer, you could have had this. You don't know but where now I'm, going. I'm going. You don't know where I'm going. Peanuts no, for the that's, third that's pick. That's actually not what I was going to say. Really? That's not what I was going to say. But that's well, a great number three. Peanuts number at three. three is great. You got to have the, the fidgety food. The food that you can have for a while. I was kind of going back and forth between peanuts and another thing, but... You know, you could sit there, you can work with peanuts. You know, you got something to, to do with your fidgety hands. Yeah, the peanuts is the thing that you get when you don't want to commit to a, a $20 entree, but mm -hmm. you want something that'll, you it'll know, last. Keep, it'll keep last. you busy. It'll it'll keep you filled for the most part. Like, yeah, you're in good shape. Although I will say, in speaking from personal experience, once you commit to the peanuts, you're automatically committed to a souvenir drink because you can't get through a bag it's of true. those peanuts without... The saltiest Something. of salty. Uh, it's unreal. Like, yeah. I'm convinced the peanuts that they package for baseball or really any sporting mm -hmm. event are two to three times saltier than the average peanut. I'm convinced that they're grown in a block of salt and they have to just like chip away at it to get them out. They have to mine away the peanuts. That's that's how they do it. Makes sense. Uh, number four. You know what? I'm not even going to feel any shame with this pick because of how much I love it. I'm going the Italian sausage sandwich. I understand it. Nine times out of ten, that's the entree. Well, yeah, nine times out of ten, that's probably the entree I'm going to get because the tender bucket, that that's a commitment. I love the tender bucket, and it's forever my it's elite ballpark food. Yeah. So it's like if I'm just – if. If I'm at like my second or third game of the week, like if I'm just going down down the road here to catch a Nats game and I'm able to catch a couple during the summer, like I can't do chicken tender bucket every single time because then I won't have any money in my bank account. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like if I'm trying to go like w just one tier down, maybe Italian sausage sandwich. Yes. What do you mean by sandwich? It's just like a hot dog, but you have an Ita uh, Italian sausage in it. And you, they throw the peppers on there. They throw the onions on there. So you're not really calling it a sandwich. It's still coming in a bun, right? Yeah, but what? Uh, like, it's not necessary. It's not like a sandwich as you would think of it. But like, well, how, like the hot Italian it? beef sandwiches. Those are sandwiches. No, we're talking. I'm talking Italian sausage sausage sandwich here. Was that that's, your fourth? That's that my number fourth. fourth. Yeah. 
Number four for me, I'm going to go cheesesteak. Wow. You could have you could have picked up some ground there. Yeah. Yeah. Very underrated pick there. I don't think of cheesesteak as a common ballpark food, but I guess I guess you can you really find it at a it. lot of places. Yeah, you're going to get it pretty much everywhere. Pretty much. So I feel good about that. The variety of cheeses that you can get with that, man. Just the, it's a very versatile, again, it's a lot like a nacho. You can be pretty creative with a cheesesteak if you wanted to be. Well played. Well yeah. played, sir. Yeah. I feel good. Uh, number five, rounding us out here. The ultimate people pleaser. Well, in this particular category, I'm going to go ice cream. <sighs> yeah. I was going to go there too. Because that's if I mean, you that's, didn't go there, I was gonna go there. That's all encompassing. We're talking dipping yeah. dots. We're talking soft serve. We're talking yeah. ice talking cream souvenir sandwiches. helmet. There's a lot going in there. The cookie, the cookie ice cream sandwiches. I mean, there's nothing better. The it, it's all encompassing. There's nothing better. I don't really love my last one. There's still a couple options on the table. I don't really love it. There's actually three in particular that are still on the table that I'm thinking of. Three, huh? Yeah. Curious to see which one you go with. Because I know it's one of these three. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's it's a people pleaser as well. It's the wrong idea. Go with your heart. What did we learn this postseason? Pick with your heart. The no beverages thing really kills me because beer, I think, just would have been a landslide. Yeah, you know? but it's ballpark foods. I hear you. I hear you. <sighs> yeah, I mean, for the for that, I'm at an automatic disadvantage because I'm not picking beer because I don't drink. Yeah. So yeah. you picking up, you could have picked that up at five. And I know. I still would have won the draft. I know. I know, but I would have gotten criticized at putting it at five. That's why. True, I was, but I'm saying you could have three. because it, it's wide three. open for you at that point. But again, ballpark foods here. If anyone's curious, I am stalling right now. I am stalling. I don't even know what other stuff you're thinking of. So, Cracker Jacks, number five. It's in the song. It's built in. Nate, uh, Nate, I'm going to need you to take a second. Do you, Is that what you want to commit as your final answer for five? I can't think of anything else. I didn't even have anything else on my list. You giving me a mulligan just in case? I'll give you a mulligan because I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can put that out there. You don't think you'd allow it? You don't think people would... Look, my list is already in the, that. My list is already in the books. We can I'll give you some options to choose from. We've got we've got pizza on the table. We've got barbecue on the table. We've I did, got burgers I did think on barbecue. the table. I did not think pizza. I mean, yeah, I think the only other one I would consider is cotton candy. 
That's solid. That's solid. That is better than than Cracker Jacks. That does give me a dessert on the list. Give me. I'm gonna swap it. I'm gonna swap it. Give me cotton candy at five. Cracker Jack is the honorable mention for the old heads out there. I think only old people are eating Cracker Jacks at this point, right? I mean, I eat, I'll eat Cracker Jacks, but I'm not gonna get it at a baseball game. Side um, note, the the popcorn, the bin that you get for Christmas where it's got the cheddar, the caramel popcorn, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the Neapolitan popcorn right, equivalent, right. yes. Are those not Cracker Jacks? Well, the car, uh, it's basically what Cracker Jacks is. It's it's the caramelized popcorn. But they also have those like little nuts in there. I don't know what those nuts are. What are Cracker Jacks doing? I feel like if if they really wanted to make some money during the off season, it's it's get into those bins. I'm sure they, they probably don't. There. They probably don't mess around with the other types also, of how, popcorn. How did we let popcorn slide? Were we just not going popcorn. It's a great choice. It's true. Popcorn over cotton candy. I mean, I can, I'll give you a, a second mulligan if you want. I, I want to make sure you're putting your best five out there. My best five would be popcorn at five. I think you're right. All right, I think so you're right. Final answer. kind of stupid. And final answer. Well, it's I'm not, not, but... I'm not five. Yeah. All right, so final answer, popcorn at five. Fi- final answer, popcorn at five. Done. Oof. Lot of lot of back and forth there. What did I tell you? You said uh, not controversial at all. And here, yeah. here we are sitting at five. You're taking two mulligans. So yeah, I I'd know say it's, it's rather controversial. I know, I know. I think uh, I think the cheesesteak got me back into play. This was one having the number one overall pick really helps. But you you kind of gave me the advantage by letting me go hot dog. I mean, I was going hot dog. Two. I was going to go chicken tenders for sure next. Yeah, so we just had our one and two flip-flop. That's all. I get it, but I think the hot dog is the more recognizable. It's not about recognize. We're not going for recognition here. We're going for all I'm saying, elite ballpark foods. All I'm saying is that when you go to the grocery store, do you find ballpark chicken tenders? Or do you find ballpark hot dogs? Are we eating ballpark foods in the grocery aisle, or are we eating them at the ballpark? Just laid it down. No, I just flipped it back on its head. Do you no. eat ballpark foods in the grocery aisle, or do you when eat you buy ballpark hot dogs? foods at the ballpark? When you buy hot dogs? Yeah, at the ballpark. ballpark. At the, no, 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 at the ballpark, because these are ballpark foods. Yeah. We're talking about ballpark, the experience of ballpark eating ballpark foods, foods at the ballpark. Ballpark foods that are so good, they've leaked into other, other, other places in life. Including the grocery store. I mean, just so we're clear, you can also get chicken tenders at the grocery store too. But they're not they're not advertised as ballpark chicken tenders. But hot pretzels are super pretzel. Throw throw Mike Trout on there. That was a hundred percent going to be my second pick. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, yep. Pretzels at what three? Yeah, that's I might be might be running away with this one too. Although I'm curious to see how much love your uh, your your uh, cheesesteak pick gets you that'd be good yeah that'd be good yeah all right that'll do it we got to get out of here we're we're uh deep into this thing you got anything Real else deep. for the people no i got nothing for you this is uh a brutal time to be alive but 
We'll see you next week. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.